Welcome in everybody to another episode of the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast. Your favorite two pastors in the entire world, regardless of whether or not you go to church, we should be numbers one and number two. Kyle and Derek, back for another episode. Derek, how you doing today? Who's number one? Um, I want to be number one because I don't want to be number two. That's fair. Classic youth ministry toilet joke. What's the saying? Um, first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one with the hairy, hairy chest. I thought it was third is the one with the treasure chest. Oh, either way. You get what, all that money. What I'm trying to get at is second is the best. So mm, just, interesting. just to clarify that. Well, Jesus said something about that. <laughs> Listen, you can you can have... The G- first shall be last and the y- second shall be second to last. Is that how it goes? You can have all of Jesus's favor, but you were number two. So you're now crap. All right. So that's fair. I think that's how that works, right? Uh- <laughs> well, weren't James and John the ones who are trying to get like next to Jesus. Oh yeah. They, they had this whole thing of like, Jesus, like let us be uh, at your right hand and your left hand or something like that. They got their mom involved, like trying to, (laughs) trying to win him over those sleazy guys. Let me tell you. Yeah. There, it was the, uh, the first recorded instance of like just brown nosing (laughs) complete mama's boys. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're in youth ministry long enough, uh, like Derek and I both mentioned on the last episode that, and we've talked about it many times, like he coaches track, I coach football. Like when you deal with parents, you're going to get instances where that parent like steps in to defend their kid or steps in to ask for something for their kid in an avenue that they definitely don't need to be doing that. Nope. And this was one of the first examples was James and John. Shout out James and John. Yeah. Big fans of the show. Big, huge fans of the show. Great friends of the show too. I always get it wrong. I always get it wrong. <laughs> I always say fans. No, they're not fans because they're dead. The but followers. Oh. That too. That uh, quick question of the day. We're talking about parents, Derek. So yep. uh, what were or are your parents' social security numbers? Uh, well, <laughs> it's kind of a, t- a tough question because my mom stole my dad's identity, Kyle. So... <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. Uh, uh, that was not intentional. No, it wasn't. Um, but do you have a different question? Because I feel like that'd be a better... I don't know. Be I kind of thought that was a good question for yeah. our listeners to to hear and let, write let, down let the answer to. This. Let me ask you this. I have a quick question All for right, you. Go ahead. Okay. So um, at the time of this recording, yeah, you do not have a child. That is accurate. Your wife is with child. Uh, uh, hold okay. on. Let's... <laughs> if, if we are going to make... If we are going to make the assertion yep. that a you know abortion is wrong, good grief, then my wife being with child she is, makes me a father. Yes, it does. Now, did this logic work when I wanted to celebrate myself on Father's Day last year? No, it did not. not. But I think it should have. Can we can we agree that you do not have the ability to physically hold your child outside of your wife's womb? I do not have the ability to physically hold my child inside my wife's <laughs> womb. So I certainly don't have the ability to do it outside. Okay. Well, at the time of the recording, this is what is, ha- this is our reality. Sure, so yeah. I need to ask yep. like, what's going through your mind? What you feeling? Cause there's a, ch- there's a chance that when this episode airs, you're, you're holding a small human being, a small hands. human being. I could just find a way to do that without it being my own child. I'll just like go to the hospital and be like, Hey, can I hold your small human being? 
Um, but that'd be a let me know how long generally you're accepted. Out. Generally accepted as creepy. Yep. Uh, if I just like hold up the uh, "Hey, I'm a pastor" card, like like do I? Yeah, that'd work. I don't know. We'll see. I'll pray over your child. Um, no, I I uh, you know we're we're getting ready. Um, you know, we are like, you know, as of the recording and even, you know, if she hasn't come yet when this episode comes out, like obviously we're at the point where it could be any day. Um, but I, I think that, you know, it's, you know, getting stuff packed and ready for, you know, when we're going to the hospital and, you know, you got to be there for a while. So uh, Kyle's got to bring snacks for himself. Yes, he and, does. Uh, my wife and I have been joking. She wants to bring our Nintendo Switch so that she can beat me in Mario Golf while she's in labor. Um, I, mean, I think that's an admirable aspiration. Yeah. And the last time we played, she beat me. So it can be done. Um, because she got a hole in one by hitting the ball and it hit the flag and dropped into the hole. I was upset. Um, I remember that happened to me in real life. It's fun <laughs> for a hole in one. Yeah. Impressive. I also feel like you're lying. It was on putt putt, but I still, ah, hit, I, there it is. I still hit the sick and it went right in. Yeah. Um, actually, and to be fair to my wife, uh, she beat me by more than the one stroke. So thank you for clarifying. Uh, she did, uh, earn the victory, but, uh, yeah, we, you know, packing stuff like that and, uh, you know, kind of walking through, like, I, 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 I like to be prepared, not to the point where like, I have to stick to my preparation, but yeah. I just like to know all of the information. And so like, we had the conversation like, okay, who is kind of on our list of like, yeah, we want to like text our parents like, Hey, mm-hmm. she's born here's our room number. You can come anytime. Uh, you know, who all is on that list? Where am I in the list? Before I, you know, <laughs> haven't really decided yet. Um, a step above the janitor at your church. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, and you know, versus like, you know, you'll find, you know, other people will find out she's been born when we post on social media, yep. like three days after she's actually born because yep. my wife and I don't care enough to post like the minute that it happens. It's here. It happened. Um, yeah, no, we We're will clean her off right now. We will be home before we post on social media yeah, that she's been born. I think that's why. Um, but yeah, just like figuring all of that stuff out. Uh, it's, it's fun to, you know, kind of walk through it all and, and, uh, map it all out. And we, uh, we're excited. Sub question. How many times are you going to do this? Um, I don't know. Seven. We Eight. were, I don't remember. Don't stop. Nine. Stop. <laughs> uh, before that. Uh, no, we, I don't know. We'll see. Like we've talked about, like, uh, I came, I had, you know, there were three siblings in my family. There were four kids in her family. And so, uh, you know, we like, uh, maybe that three or four range. I um, that you're going to add them together or something. Our, our senior pastor has seven and that's too many. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Um, the basketball team with subs. There's, there's another family in our church with nine, which is also too many for my personal taste. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll take it one at a time or two at a time if we have twins, but that's nowhere in our families. So anything could happen. Knocking on wood. Good call. Yeah. Anyways, parenting, talking about parenting today, uh, from a youth ministry perspective, you know, obviously we, deal with the youths, uh, but parents still play 
a, a big piece in, in what we do. And we do ministry with minors. Yep. And so, you know, there's, there's communication, there's driving that needs to happen and it all relies on parents. Yep. And so we want to kind of talk today about partnering with parents, uh, you know, bringing parents on board with what we're doing, yep. uh, communicating well with parents, uh, and then also, you know, equipping parents, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, finding ways to do that can be, uh, can be a game changer as well. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, before we can get into practice, it's one of those things where it's so valuable to kind of assess what is your philosophy or what is your emphasis on what role a parent plays in your student's life. Cause it's one thing to understand that, okay, you know, with no ride, they can't get here with no signature. They can't go on the mission team. Uh, there's kind of the practice that go with it, but something that I've realized is, you know, I've alluded to this on a previous episode once or twice, but you know, if you're a youth pastor, you know, you at the max are getting five hours a week with your students. That's if they come to youth and a church on Sunday and maybe grab a cup of coffee or a lunch or something with them. But that's about it. Uh, And so in contrast, odds are that their parents are spending roughly 16-ish waking hours with them. If they go to school, okay, obviously maybe it's closer to eight to 10, but regardless, you know, eight to 10 hours per day, seven days a week is a lot more than five hours a week that we get with them. And so it's understanding this has been my personal philosophy when it comes to parents is that I'm glad I get to be a part of my students' lives and their spiritual development and their growth and all the stuff that goes with it. But it's having that understanding that ultimately where the nuts and bolts of their faith and the development of their faith is going to take off is within their home and within that environment. And so, you know, I know there's, there's some specific situations where it's like, okay, well, my parents hate church or my parents hate God. And so maybe not in that case, but at the same time, maybe in that case, you know, it is one of those things where we have to understand that the parents are not a means to an end. They're not just the way we access their students. Like parents are, our teammates with us in really kind of helping these students come into who they are and who God's called them to be. Yeah. I think that parents can be parents of youth students can be categorized in three different ways. Uh, category number one is, you know, their parents attend your church Yep, and, and they come from, you know, a family that attends your church. Parent category number two would be they go to church. It's just not yours. Yep. And then parent category number three is they don't go to church. Yep. And you know, you'll you'll likely have all three represented in your youth ministry. Uh but all three are going to it's gonna be a little bit different. Uh you know, communicating with all three. Um, you know, you're obviously gonna get different buy-in and different yep. participation levels with all three. Um, you know, f- I, the last time that I really took a dive into our youth ministry when it came to these numbers was maybe two, one and a half years ago. Um, yeah, it was about a year and a half, but the last time I looked at it, we had about 30, 35, I think percent of, I think 35% of our kids 
came from families that attended our church. Uh, and so that's 65% that don't. And that was about evenly split. So, so our youth ministry was basically one third each of those three categories. Yep. Uh, I think that your average youth ministry, you're going to see a little bit higher numbers for, you know, students that attend your own church uh, or their family attends your own church. Uh, but each one is going to be different and, and it's not necessarily a knock on anybody either way. It's just, you know, each ministry is going to be constructed a little bit differently, but you, ha- it, I think it's beneficial even to just get rough numbers mm-hmm. so that you know, like go through your own youth ministry, look at these things so that you kind of know who you're talking to right. if you send out, you know, a mass email to all your parents or something like that. Well, it might seem weird where it's like some people might be like, how in the world do you have so many students that come to your youth ministry that don't come to church on Sunday? Well, if you have one student and their parents are there, but then she or he brings five students every single week and they love it and they get dropped off. And then, you know, they invite one or two of their friends, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot. Cause I think there was a no. point in which like for us, it was like 15% went to our church and there was like 65, 70% that don't go to our church, you know, and then I, you know, obviously that doesn't have to a hundred, but you get more. No, not that. even close. You, you know, I'm going with that. Like, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it is a very, you know, different dynamic. And, you know, I know Kyle, for you guys, you've even went as far as to say as like, Hey, we're going to host parenting classes and parenting workshops because our goal here is not just to get your signature. We want to put tools in your hands and resources in your hands to where, okay, if you are a part of our church and you are interested in like developing your kids in the ways of the Lord, then like, here are some things to think about. And I think that's so such a valuable uh, ministry model to go that, okay, like we don't just believe in the students to the level that we want to reach them on a Wednesday, but like we want them so bad to go to that next level in their faith that we want to get their primary caregiver on board with us in this mission too. Yeah. We'll talk about, uh, you know, some of those events that we've done, uh, later in the episode, but I want to start kind of with the why, uh, before we get into the how. So Derek, why is it so important for youth pastors to, uh, have parents have good relationships with parents? Well, I think there's there's an obvious few things. Safety's one. Um, you don't have a good relationship with parents. They they might let their kids try out youth group once, but if they don't have a good pulse on who is leading the show, um, that's a problem. You know, I think for me, it's super funny now. There's a family in our church. Um, you know, they are now like they're on our teams. They're super involved, but um, they first started coming because their daughter came to youth years before they end up walking through our doors. And, you know, if you've ever seen me or met me, uh, I can blend in with high schoolers like the best of them. I've got a fountain of youth. Uh, I dress like them. Often I talk like them. And so, you know, during COVID is when this this event happened. My wife and I had a bunch of leftover candy. We were going to do a big Easter event and then COVID shut the world down. So we had pounds and pounds of Easter candy that was just sitting there going to no, no good use. So we drove around to different youth students' houses and just like you know, it kind of did like a makeshift parade and just chuck candy at them and said, Hey, we love you. You're awesome. And so all that said is we ended up like 
dropping candy off with this one 14-year-old girl. And her dad watching the window was thinking to himself, he told me this later, like, I was thinking to myself, who's this young punk kid that, you know, is, is hanging around my daughter? Um, and so it's one of those things where I say all that to say, like, they are entrusting their kids to you. Like they're making, like they are dropping their kids off. They're, they're taking them to your events. And so, you know, for you to have a good relationship with them ensures that you're like a good presentable leader and you're going to make sure that they're safe and happy. And that will, you know, contribute to the longevity of their tenure at your youth ministry. So there's like, there's, there's physical things like that. Like getting signatures for events, as I alluded to earlier, that is a lot more seamless when you have a good relationship with their parents rather than calling them for the first time after two years, Hey, I'm the youth pastor here. You know, I need a signature for you for something. And all of a sudden now there's like this kind of weird, creepy feeling between the two of you. So there's that. But I think if I'm being really honest, the most critical part of having a good relationship with parents within the realm of youth ministry lies in the sense of like, you are on the same team. Like you are, ultimately wanting that student to make good decisions, to be in good relationships, to have a good foundation emotionally, physically, spiritually. And for you guys to be on the same team and be on speaking terms and having good relationships with them, that goes both ways, you know, because all of a sudden now, if you don't have that, you know, you might preach a message on Wednesday that is biblically founded and, you know, they go home and share that with mom or dad. And if you don't have a relationship with them, they might buck you a little bit. They might like, I don't know if I agree with that. You know, I don't know if I, and so all of a sudden now there's, there's things like that where they can discredit what you say. And there's a million of different, you know, scenarios we can go down. But for me, what, what just immediately comes to mind beyond the obvious is, you know, if you really want to have the most profound long-term effect on students you got to get parents involved or else you're just going to be spinning your wheels. Yeah. And the, what I love the most is that like 95% of, you know, what you talked about is like the big keys for, you know, why it's important to partner with parents Yep, and, and have good relationships there. 95% of what you said applies to parents that are both Christians and non-Christians. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that can be a huge win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, non-Christian parents want the best for their kid. They want them to be safe. They want them to have a good foundation. They want them to have good friends. They want that, you know, and so they want them to be emotionally stable. Yeah. Uh, you know, all those things. And so I, I do think that there's, there's a lot of value, both Christian and non-Christian parents to building those relationships. Uh, that can be a, uh, a huge win for sure. And so, uh, I, I like a lot of that. Um, you know, I think that for me, one of the, one of the biggest things in my own experience, uh, is, and, and Derek kind of alluded to this is having the be, receiving the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, there was, there was one time when, uh, I, I preached a message and I don't, I'm struggling to even remember what it was that, Oh, I remember. So I think we were talking about, uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I said something on a Wednesday night about, you know, your parents might have slightly different views on things. Here it is. Now it's all coming back to me. I preached a, so after the election in 20, 
20 yep. between Trump and Biden, yep. I believe is when this was. Uh, I preached, I, I scrapped what I was going to do that day. And I instead kind of preached a message about like making sure that we put politics in its place underneath our faith sure, and not over the top of our faith. Yep. And I basically made a comment like, you might have, whether it's politically or spiritually or emo, like in life, you can have different thoughts and opinions than what your parents have. And that's okay. Yeah. You can have different thoughts than what your friends have. That's okay. And I had a student basically go home and, and he was really uneasy because what he heard was you have to have a different political opinion than oh, your parents. Oh boy. And the parents heard this and they, they received what their kid yep. was telling them. Yep. Their son was telling them, but at the same time it was like, okay, I know pastor Kyle well enough that that feels like it's not like, I feel like there's something missing here. And so they called me and they were like, Hey, like, like we're not mad or anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't like lead with that, but right. Right. <laughs> like, Hey, here's what so-and-so said. Like, is that what you said? Or do you know how he got there? And I was like, Oh, I completely understand. Like I said, it's okay. Not to, like, that doesn't mean you have to. Right. And so that, you know, I can yeah. see where he took it, but you no, know, if you like what your parents believe, then absolutely be on the same path. And if you don't, that's okay too. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, that was, that was a good example of like, I, the, luckily the parents were, you know, kind of, slow to judgment and, and gave me the benefit of the doubt until we could have that conversation because the relationship was there. Well, and that, that's what I've never heard that story before. So that, that's the thing (laughs) thing that like stuck out to me is if you didn't have that relationship with that parents and they didn't know your heart and your character and how you proceed with things, they would have just heard that and going, Oh my gosh, I got I, I don't know that that's the youth pastor I want speaking into my kid. You're never going back and there. They're done. done. I, yep. Which happens a lot, yep. you know, like that, that is not uncommon in the slightest. And so I think right there proves your point that, you know, for no other reason other than yours, than to, they want to get to know you, you know, and they might not, You again, if we're, we're going to break parents up into categories, you might have some parents who are like, well, I want to know everything about you. Like, how old are you? Where'd you go to college? What's your, what's your, you know, what's your goal here? Uh, you have some parents who are very forthcoming, uh, but then you have other parents who might just sit back and watch and observe and figure out who you are and what you're passionate about and all of those kind of things. And so, you know, I think again, another mark on having relationships with the parents is they're going to get to know your heart and, and know you as a person better. Yeah. The other side of the coin is I was just looking like we, we are launching our summer mission teams and getting everybody trained and starting fundraising and all that. And we have five students on our international team that I have never met or spoken with either parent. And so like, you're going to get some of those too, where it's like, all right, well, like they're super trusting, I guess, or, you know, I don't know what, but like, I'll take it. That happens too. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you'll, you'll get kids with, with parents where uh, whether it is like, yeah, I trust you or, you know, like for us, like I mentioned earlier in this episode that our senior pastor has seven kids. Uh, They go to, his kids go to the school 
that a lot of our youth students come from. Mm -hmm. And so one of the side benefits of that has been like, oh, I know, you know, I know Rick and his family Mm -hmm. because they have a million kids. And so like odds are one of their kids is in the same grade as one of my kids. Yep. And so I, I kind of know him. I know he's a pastor. My kids started going to his church. And so they might not know me, but they know him. Yeah. Uh, and he's a huge people person anyway. And yep. so, you know, sometimes as a youth pastor, you almost get to uh, ride the coattails of, you know, your senior pastor's yeah. relationships. And especially if they've been there longer than you, they have more relationships. Uh, you know, they, you might get some street cred out of that yeah. almost. But I, I think that, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, connecting with parents, like when kids are getting picked up from an event and being able to, to have some, you know, some conversations with parents that way. Uh, I think that that can be, uh, that can be really beneficial and, uh, you know, it can even, uh, you know, I have a list of parents that I know that I can reach out to if we're doing an event and I need some help with rides. Yep. Uh, hey, I need, some, I need, yeah, yeah, I need drivers in order to just drive kids from point A to point B. We have an event coming up here in February where I know I need that for probably a good number of kids. I might have 10, 12 drivers yep. for this event. And, and so coordinating all of that and, and making sure that we've got everybody accounted for, uh, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be huge. Well, on top of that, there's a chance that there might be some very capable and gifted youth leaders yeah. in that pool yep. of parents that, you know, maybe they're, they're slow off the draw, but you know, you start to see, man, they are raising their kids. Awesome. And they would be great in this role. Uh, cause we've, we've done episodes on this too, where a lot of times you rarely have people who say, Hey, pastor Kyle, yeah. I want to come volunteer on your youth team. And if you do, they're probably not the ones yeah, you want exactly, in your team. Right. Um, you know, and so it's one of those things where when you know them well and you kind of get to see on their side of the fence how they raise their kids and yeah. how they do that, you might go, wow, they're kind of crushing it. Like they would be really good as youth leaders, so on and so forth. And, you know, it, you can't you can't overstate that. And so, you know, I, I, I think that most youth pastors probably have a decent understanding that, okay, it's probably a good idea to have a good relationship with parents. So I don't, I don't think that's a hard sell, but I think how people go about this looks very differently from ministry to ministry, context to context. And, you know, so we might, we're kind of just going to probably go back and forth here and, and just share some practical things and no rhyme or, or reason as to how we go about this. But something that I tried to do um, in excess, something that um, I've been trying to, um, or I've been telling Riley a lot too, and probably need to tell him more um, is, uh, man, communication when it comes to parents, uh, I would almost dare say you can't do it. Um, you, you'll never get in trouble for communicating too much. You know, if you're, if you're, you know, texting them every single day, multiple times a day, okay. Like let's maybe, you know, peel this back. But when it comes to, you know, sharing information, updates, things with parents, I've rarely seen people get in trouble for sharing too much. I've seen a lot of parents who have been upset because they don't know what's going on. Um, you know, I've seen way more of that than, than the former. But the idea is, okay, youth pastor, if you're trying to communicate details to parents, odds are if you put something in the hand or you tell their, the students to tell their parents, there is a super solid chance 
that never makes it. Oh, for sure. Like no. there's no, there's no shot. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had parents reach out to me. I learned this after about a year and a half, way too <laughs> long, but, um, Hey, um, I, I saw this on Facebook that, that there's an event, but I, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. You know, can you give me some details? Oh yeah. I actually sent them home a couple weeks ago, mo- two different times with the students. So I'm sorry. I haven't seen this. Oh yeah. It never got to me. It's like, so I, I yeah, that's kinda... for sure. Not. And, and when you, cause there's levels to it. Like if yeah. you, uh, we're going to make up numbers here, but if you say from the stage, Hey, we have this event, go tell your parents about it. All right. I don't know. 20% will go and tell their parents about it. 20% if, uh, of 5%. Yeah. Yeah. About right. <laughs> you know, then you, uh, you know, if you if you say it at the beginning of the service, maybe it's ten percent. Yep. If you say it at the very end of the service, it jumps up to twenty. If you give them a little card with the info on it, right, then it jumps up. Like now we're at like thirty five percent. We'll go and tell their parents. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you'll you'll have like even just giving them a little. I love giving students like, hey, like here's a little bit of info about this event. Uh huh. More of them will take that home and it might find its way into the decision makers' hands. Yep. Uh, but I, I do think that, you know, at the no matter how much you try, you're right. Like it's you're not going to uh you're not gonna be satisfied with no. just using that for communication. Yep. Uh yeah, that's trouble. I do uh I have always sent out emails to parents. Yep. Um yeah, I don't I don't know like I I don't remember how frequently I did it when I started, but what I do now is I have a monthly newsletter, yep. I call it, it's that good. that I send out like first or second day of the month every month. Um I will I'll kind of detail like hey, here are some of the big things coming up. Uh you know, like hey, we've got this event coming up, so I'll kind of maybe I'll detail a little bit about it. I might have a link in there to sign up. Um, I talk about like our high school Bible study. Here's what our Bible study is going through. Here's what our middle school class is going through for this month. And then at the bottom, like, Hey, there's a save the date section. And so I'll have, Hey, here's, uh, you know, for however many months, like we're into January. And so people are making summer plans. So I like to have in there all like all the way through the summer. Here's the dates that I know about that I can give you so mm-hmm. that you can plan a summer vacation so that it doesn't conflict Smart. with camp yep. or, you know, different things like that. Um, and then, you know, not being afraid to, to, you know, still send messages and emails outside of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that, and I don't know, I, I think we did a, a social media episode once and we kind of yep. talked about this a little bit, but a while ago, but knowing yeah like what your different communication platforms are for and how best to utilize them. Yep. Uh, because like for me, for, for youth pastors nowadays, like Facebook is communicating with parents. It's not communicating with students. Nope. Uh, and so I will post on Facebook like, Hey, here's this link to sign up to this event. Uh, you know, something like that. Instagram, you get a little bit of both. Uh, you know, some youth ministries will have like a Snapchat or a TikTok account. If you have either of those, 99% of that is connecting with students, not parents. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to post a little bit differently on there. But for, for us, for me, like I'm using, I'm using Facebook to communicate with parents. I'm using emails is the number one way that I communicate with parents, uh, both in that monthly newsletter and then also if we have a a bigger event that I just want to highlight in a single email, mm-hmm. uh, then I can do that. 
Yeah. The other thing, and this is this has become a soapbox thing for me. Are you ready for this? You didn't think that you'd get a soapbox issue when we were talking about emailing parents. This is my favorite <laughs> though. I love soapboxes. So is it because you like need one after a weekend of duck hunting or well, no, I, it's all natural, baby. <laughs> I'm sure your wife loves I, that. I, I just like seeing you get all hot and bothered. It's kind of fun. That's fair. So I, I'll just kind of cut right to the chase and then explain it. Uh, if you are emailing parents mm-hmm. on a regular basis, mm-hmm. do your absolute best to give them an easy way to unsubscribe. And this almost, almost, this almost ties back into our last episode about evangelism Mm -hmm. and like ruining Jesus for people. I I do not think that, you know, getting an email from a youth pastor is going to ruin Jesus for somebody. However, uh, I have, like I am currently on I, I have to be careful how many details I dive into here. I know. I, I have a, yeah, I know. I am currently, my church email is on an email list. I get an email every week. It pertains absolutely nothing to me. Like, it's not even something I can be in prayer over. Like, eh, maybe I could if I really tried. But like, it, <sighs> it, 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 like my point is like, I do not need to be on this email chain. Yep. It just clutters up my work email inbox, which is worse. Yep. And there's no way to unsubscribe from it aside from like replying to the email and saying, Hey, can you please take me off this email list? Yep. Which is for us as Minnesotans way more controversial and confrontational than you ever want to be. And so I, we, you know, the back, the, the, the backdrop of this is that like we use planning center at our church for a lot. And I know a lot of churches do, uh, in the people function, this is nerdy stuff that like, if you are a parent or a student, you don't care about this. If you're a youth pastor that uses planning center, this is for you. Uh, but like in planning center, I can create a list of like all the parents of youth students. And then I can send an email within planning center from that instead of like downloading all the emails and putting yep. it in my Gmail, you know, account and whatever, like I can send it through planning center and mm-hmm. it gives people an opportunity at the bottom of the emails to unsubscribe from the emails. Yep. Like that is just giving people that courtesy because for us, if you come to our church on a Sunday morning and you have a seven year old that you're going to check into kids church, you have to put your email in. Mm-hmm. If you never come back, like, and this is partially on us to like come up with a better system. But if you never come back, your email is in our system and your kid keeps getting promoted grade after grade. And now all of a sudden they're in sixth grade and they're on my email list and you start getting an email from me once a month and you haven't been to our church in six years. Yep. Right. And so giving people that opportunity to unsubscribe is one of my really weird soapbox issues for churches there. I was telling our office admin, um, about a week and a half ago, there's a certain ministry platform. I'm not going to get into names because there it's a, it's a good program, but they, it was between four and five emails a day. Ooh. They were sending me now. They're even texting me. I don't know how they got my phone number, uh, but it, it, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things. It, it's like almost, you know, the whole, 
the car's extended warranty. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's what it feels like. And like, I, I t- <laughs> I'm really looking forward to you telling me off air who this yes, is, what yeah, platform it, this is. It, it's made me like legitimately mad. At it's this annoying. Place. It is, especially because I've, I've, I've unsubscribed to them three or four different times. Oh, that's even worse. But because it's like a different thread within their thing, mm. they make it really hard to unsubscribe. It's like, okay, we have the text chain, we have the marketing chain, we have the you know information chain, we have the all subscribe yep. chain, and you exactly. have to unsubscribe from every single one. Yep. It is that's it, annoying. It is incessant. And you know, so so that is the exception to the rule of of where you can be over the top. But here's what I'll also say. Yeah, Just real quick, I this whole mini conversation here kind of goes into uh you I I have loved to start listening to a good friend of the show, Tim Ross. Uh he has a podcast yes, called The Basement. Uh it is phenomenal. At upset the gram if you want to go. The only problem with what he does is that all his podcasts are like two hours long. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I gotta I gotta listen to this in installments. Yep. But I he had uh like when he gets on a soapbox, like you think oh. I'm fun to listen to, which I don't know why you would ever think that. Derek probably likes it because he gets to see how upset I get. Mm-hmm. When this dude gets on a soapbox, it's so awesome. And he had a, a rant. Ready. What? Get a notebook ready when oh, he does. Yeah, for sure. Wait, he had a rant a while back about uh, Christian uh, artists. I, I, he was more specifically talking about uh, movies, Christian-made movies and Christian music mm-hmm. artists. But this applies in a lot of different ways. Like Christian artists, like basically guilt-tripping other Christians into supporting what they do because they are Christians, even though the quality of what they do uh-huh. is not good. Yep. And and I think that like, I never want to be as a church or as a body of believers known for like, oh yeah, they're Christians. Like the stuff they put out is a little bit subpar, yeah. but they're like, that's just what they do. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I've really, I was so skeptical of the chosen for so long oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. it was just going to be another super cheesy. Now, to be fair, uh, the passion of Christ, not cheesy. No. Uh, and so, you know, that also kind of helped with this, but I did not watch the passion for so long because I thought it was just going to be super cheesy. Yep. Then I watched it and I was like, oh no, this is pretty legit. Yeah, you're getting wrecked. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, anything that it goes like churches in general, like if you're going to do something, do it do well. It. Yeah. If you're going to communicate with parents, ha- like don't make your email look like a toddler typed it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you are be like, be, be a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's always a struggle when you are a small church and you are, you know, God is bringing people in your doors, you're growing, uh, you know, youth ministries. This, it, this really applies to the church as the whole, not the mm-hmm. youth ministry in general. Uh, but as your church gets bigger, you have to start switching your mentality from small church to medium church yep. or from medium church to big church. And a big way that I think that churches get stuck 
is the business side of things mm-hmm. and the professional side of things. Like you have to have systems and procedures and processes in place. Your your employees need job descriptions, like yes. all of these different things. Uh, you you got to have like stuff in writing so that when something goes wrong or when people have questions, you can point to this is how we do things. Yep. Because the bigger that you get, if you don't have those things, it's everybody's yeah. running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Yep. And it doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, what I would also say as a complete caveat and devil's advocate to everything you just said, Bring which, it on. which I violently and blatantly agree with, by the way, um, here's what I would also say. I'm sorry. Hold on. Violently and blatantly. Yeah. <laughs> you violent. How do you violently and agree. blatantly agree? To, how do you violently agree to something? Let me show you. No, <laughs> I don't think I want to. <laughs> like blatantly agreeing is weird verbiage, but it works. Which violently agreeing to something that is that is new. That's me like slapping your desk and saying I completely agree. Okay, with you. okay, yeah. Like violently disagreeing would you? You'd be flipping my desk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all about the hand position. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. over or under the table. Exactly. Yeah. All right, continue. Okay. I don't know where I was going with. Oh yeah. Okay. So you can do all of those things. You can drive to their house and take a rock and inscribe details of your next event into their sidewalk. <laughs> and you will still get a few situations. You know if you're in Minnesota, you could go and like Shovel. write it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was going to say like pee into their snowbank and oh. write it in your end. Well, that's how you end up in jail for public indecency. Not if you do it in the middle of the night. Well, that's fair. Who's who's going to go do that at 3 p.m.? Here's the thing, though. We live in a day and age where, like, ring doorbells oh, and blink yeah, cameras are Oh, yeah. Forget about the ring doorbell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, that's fair. Okay, so uh, don't recommend that one. No. We'll just stick to drawing but, on people's sidewalks. But can we agree that, like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had where it's like, I send home a form. I send an email. I put on Facebook. We put it in our weekly update at church. There's a slide on the thing at church. And I still get parents who go, hey, I didn't even know this is a thing. Could I? Could, uh, 100%. Could, could you let me know like the details? And it's like, so towards the end of my tenure in youth ministry, I kind of got a little sassy with it. Like, <laughs> like, like, yep, for sure. Just so you know, like, like you are on this list. And if, if you go in here, you can find any more details. But here's the rest of the things just to be, you know, just let you know, not as a, like a pay attention lady, but more of like a... See, it goes back to what you're saying. Like, I don't want to be construed or viewed as someone who's just like flying by the seat of my pants and just calling shots willy-nilly. It's like, no, like I had the forethought and the foresight to put these things into motion before. So I don't think there's anything wrong with like showing parents that like you have thought about this. And and, and it might be like they might they might be getting the emails, but they go right to their spam folder. Yep. They, you know, they might have liked the church page, but not your youth specific one on Facebook. Like it can be a good teaching tool, but just, I want to say that as a, as a word of encouragement that you f- will get parents who still miss the details and like, it doesn't mean you're not doing a good enough job communicating it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I mentioned our mission teams. Uh, you know, so we have, we always have, uh, like an initial meeting and I invite, I highly, highly encourage all the parents to be there for that initial one. Cause there's a lot of information getting handed out about fundraisers and deadlines and, and all these different things. And I have a form for our international team, an insurance form that I have to give to them so that they can sign it and get it and fill out their information and get it back to me. It is due 
Uh, for this for this team, that that form is due February twelfth. Yep. We have thirty kids going on that team. How many of the thirty? Let's take bets right now. How many of the thirty are going to have those forms? Like you said, like the parents might be in the room for that meeting. Yep. Does not mean I'm getting all thirty forms. No. Nope. It guarantee you, I do not get all thirty forms at that meeting. How many do we think By the I'm going to get? Yeah, Fe- February twelfth. It is so. It's the date of our second meeting. Uh, all of the kids, I throw them all in a group meet together. I will send out multiple reminders uh, that uh, that all of these that this form is due. Before I answer this, there's one one clarifying piece of information I need. Sure, because it impacts the mm-hmm. number greatly. That's fair. Does it need to be notarized? <laughs> it does. Yes. Okay. Well, then you're getting like twenty out of the thirty. So hold on though, because it does need to be notarized. But one of the reasons that I highly encourage the parents to be at this first meeting is because I have a former youth parent who is a notary who will be at this meeting. And so parents, if if all guardians are there, they can get it notarized and get it out of the way. Our church... admin here in our office. She is also a notary. So they can stop by the church during business hours and she can notarize them as well. Uh, and so that's where I'm like, okay, you like, plus every post office, UPS bank, like, I don't know about UPS, but post offices and banks all have notaries, uh, on hand. And so like, this is definitely an accessible thing. You just got to fit it into your calendar. Like, Sometime in the next five weeks. I bet you get 23 out of 30. Derek's saying 23. Uh, I'm going to say I get 23. That's a good guess. Thank you. That's a good, I've never like tracked this before, so I have no frame of reference. Well, I'll just get I blatantly also, wrong and you get 30 out of 30. I don't have, I feel like I don't have as many siblings going as I have in previous years. Uh, like there's, there's as the, as the first two names I see are both siblings, which is <laughs> fourth line down. What? Oh yeah. Uh, there's uh, no, there are some, like there's those two brothers, there's three brothers going together. And then I think there's another set of two brothers going. And so I don't know. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go low. I think I'm going to go with 19. Wow. I'm I'm very excited for February 12th now, the day after the Super or the Sunday after Super Bowl. I guess I'm no, that is on. the Super Bowl. February 12th is the Super Bowl Sunday. Our meeting, um, I mean, our meeting's at 11 a.m., so it's not a conflict. Sure. What kind of youth pastor would I be scheduling a meeting for like 5:30 on Super yeah, Bowl Sunday? I, I would have been very disappointed in you. That's for sure. I guess, like we, Derek and I were just talking about this before the podcast. This is obviously. A far, a hard left turn from partnering with parents, but we had the uh, situation in the football game a couple at this point a month ago almost. Yeah, with the uh, Buffalo Bills player that collapsed on the field, and so we were talking about you know at the time of recording, like they have not announced are they going to make up that game? They could push back the playoffs. Uh, we think the Super Bowl will still be the same date, but some of the fo- the playoff game yeah. dates could change. So we'll see uh, what the schedule looks like. But I, I'm guessing that the Super Bowl is a big enough event that they're not going to try to move Probably that. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> who's, do you oh, know pieces. off the top of your head who's doing the halftime show? Yep. Don't remember though. So you don't know off the top of your head <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> that is how that works, Derek. Um, I... 
I knew I was good. I, I wanted to lead it with, Oh, it's good friend of the show. Fill in the blank. But I don't know if like, we don't necessarily it, want them it, all to it, be a good it, friend. I, I knew it, I, I, but I didn't want to be wrong. It's Rihanna. I, Rihanna. I, I thought it was Rihanna, mm. but I felt like it was wrong. Um, but no, it was, it's, it's Rihanna. You know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. That does not pique my interest at all. Whoa. Did not know that. I didn't know she had a son. First of all, newborn. Okay. And the dad is ASAP Rocky. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know. Do you either. mean ASAP Rocky? <laughs> um, where the dollar sign is the the S. The S? Yeah. Uh, a money AP. That's not a. That's not bad. Well, that actually we, has a good ring to it. We have really, really. Uh, parents partner. This is, yeah. conversation is not helping us connect with parents. No, it's not at all. Um. You know what? Let's let's kind of. I I have a good little wrap up thing here. We can we can. So before we wrap up, though, I do want to circle back. You mentioned some events that our youth ministry has done. Uh, yes. Is now a good time to talk about that? Now's a great time. All right, because I'm gonna mic drop it. You're gonna mic drop the events that I do. No, the our our episode here. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Sounds good. I like it when Derek drops his mic. The sound guys don't like it when Derek no. drops his mic, but Kyle thinks it's fun. Um, so yeah, we have done uh, one or two events a year uh, for the past maybe three or four years where we it basically we hold an event typically on a Saturday morning where the goal is to equip and empower our parents to be better. I guess, I guess is the way to put it. Like, you know, we like every parent, no matter who they are, has room for growth in their parenting. And so, uh, you know, bringing some speakers in and some experts in different areas to be able to speak to, you know, how, like just being better parents, especially of teenagers, uh, it's not an easy thing. Uh, you know, being a youth pastor isn't easy and we get to send them home. Yeah. And so I can't like being a parent of a teenager cannot be easy. And so, you know, we're all in this together. We're all on the same page. We're on the same team. If we all grow, if parents grow, that is going and, and be better parents and lead their kids spiritually more than they used to. Like that's a huge win for mm-hmm. our youth ministry as well. And so we've done several of these events and, you know, this is not the direction that Derek was thinking that me talking about this was going to go at all. I love when that happens. I am not sure that it isn't something we are going to continue to do. Hmm. And the chief reason is a lack of interest. Did you see that one coming? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly, like they, I obviously have attended them all because I'm the youth pastor that's mm-hmm. putting them on. I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't have a kid for any of these. Mm-hmm. And I got so much out of them. Yeah. Like it was phenomenal, but they were, they, they historically have been very, very, very low attended, mm-hmm. uh, you know, compared to kind of where our expectations are with how sure. many students we have looking at, you know, keeping in mind, like, you know, not all of our parents attend church or not all of our parents attend our church, mm-hmm. but the numbers have kind of stayed consistent, you know, even though our youth ministry has grown, our numbers have stayed consistent, even though our church has grown. And so it's probably not something that we're going to continue to do 
because it's kind of it and this goes back to you know letting events die when it's time yeah like if the interest isn't there then it's okay to stop doing something and this might be one of them yeah yeah no it was that what i found interesting with those parenting events we've we've seen this trend as well the parents who really want to be there oh yeah they're not don't there. come for sure but no. the parents who are like literally crushing it and you're like i want to be you someday like they're the ones who are there you but know? that's also like I, part of the parent that I want to be is a parent that's continuing to grow no matter oh, what. Yeah, and so those parents that, that are there, even though you're like, dude, you're crushing it. I, I still love oh, yeah. that they are there and that makes me want to emulate some of their parenting even, even more. more. Yeah. But I agree with you. The, you know, the parents that like, you're like, oh man, they haven't come to one of these in the past, but I really hope they do mm-hmm. because- uh, you know, wow, they suck as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not necessarily, okay. Honesty moment. Sometimes that's exactly what you're thinking sure. as a youth pastor. Sure. But like, if you see like, it is possible to see a parent struggling and you're like, oh man, I think this event would be really, really good for them. Yep. And then they don't show up and it's kind of discouraging. Like, Come on. Yeah. No, but here's what I would say is a few miscellaneous thoughts that I think are really good. One, you will royally tick a parent off in your tenure as a youth pastor. Oh, for sure. Probably multiple, honestly. And and so here's what I would say. Don't take it personally. Stand by what you have done. Own it if you did something wrong. Don't fight back and just own it. Odds are that frustration that's coming at you was channeled from a different source and you happen to be the outlet. So don't take it personally. I've been cussed out a few different times. It's not fun, but it is one of those things where it's like you move on, okay? Um, and a lot of times those parents come back and reconcile things. Sometimes they don't, but at the same time, understand that as you step into what God's calling you to do, you're going to ruffle feathers. And if the enemy can use parents to come after you and make you question and doubt yourself and doubt what God's calling you to do, he's not above that. And so like understand that. So just brace for that. And know that you're going to make it through. It's going to be good. Second of all, which I think is really what I, where I wanted to go. Was this the mic drop? Uh, yeah. It's probably not going to be nearly as exciting as I thought, but it just sounded cool in my head. Okay. I'm in. I'll yeah. be your hype man. There are people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being my hype man. Anytime. Um, okay. In all seriousness, and I I know that means nothing to you. Nope. I truly believe. Get it. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to get through it. If so. Sorry, I'm done. Um, I have seen this personally, that there are people that not just start attending your church, but come to know the Lord because they saw what God's doing within them in their youth ministry and it shocks them beyond belief. Like I have seen parents who are now regular attenders of our church because their youth student came to our youth ministry, was changed from the inside out, and they went, what happened? What are you guys doing? And they come and find out what's happening in our services on Sunday, and they go, oh, I want in on this. And so I don't want to overstate the fact that it's just your obligation from a safety and health perspective to have a good relationship with your parents but just understand that in the same way we talked about evangelism last episode, 
this is a way to evangelize. How you carry yourself, how you lead, how you deal with parents says a lot about how you value them. And so if you value them well by giving them information quickly and promptly, if you value them well by making sure they have a good assurance that their kids are safe in a good physically, mentally, and spiritually safe environment, you're going to value them that way. If you are going to just naturally love them well, um, that goes a long way in them coming to know God too. And so you might have parents that are super against your ministry and you in general as a person, but what better way to evangelize? Like love their kids well, you know? And like, I guarantee you, like whether they come to your church or not, doesn't matter. But if you continue to love their kid well, despite the fact that they've made it clear they oppose you, like that's going to go a long way in planting seeds for them for the future. Well, and hopefully they start to see, you know, a change in their kid too. You know, oh, if, yeah. if you're being an effective youth pastor, their kid is being discipled and, and their kid starts to exhibit more and more of the characteristics of Christ. And then, you yeah. know, that, that plays a, a role in it as well. And, you know, I, I love what you said. Like, yeah, we, our goal is, you know, transformation, uh, of hearts and, and that seeing that lead to a, uh, a trans, you know, other people coming to Christ. Yep. And if it's a youth student who is growing more like Christ and, and you're building a relationship with the parents and the parents start coming to church, win. Come on. Yeah. Let's it. go. I love it. Drop that it. does it for today's episode. Derek dropped the mic, which means it's, uh, it's time to wrap it up. We appreciate, uh, all of you guys listening, checking out the podcast. Uh, we haven't said this in a while, but Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, we are on iHeartRadio. Uh, Woo! go ahead and, uh, give us like all of the stars and the ratings, uh, not because we're desperate for it, but because we are really, really craving in it. need and craving, yeah. uh, all of your positive feedback and affirmations. Um, yep, that just about does it. Uh, on behalf of Derek, uh, I might go be a parent. Goodbye. Goodbye.